Maybe love is a virus. And we're the carriers. All we really need to do is keep spreading it. Maybe love is like a cancer. And just like cancer, it doesn't know that it's cancer. That's something that came to me as something that I wanted to have one of the characters uh, in either universes of the dual stories saga, as it now appears to be, say. If you don't know what dual stories is, I should say dual stories. I keep finding myself saying dual stories. Dual stories. It's a story that I'm working on that takes place at the same time, kind of, in two different universes. In one universe, uh, the rules are a little different from ours. Everyone becomes immortal after the age of 25. And the only way for them to become mortal again, which means to die, is to get someone to fall in love with them. Yeah, that's universe one. And universe two is one where it's just like our universe. No, nothing different. Doesn't have the rules of universe one. And in that, out of the two characters that I'll be um, writing about in that story, that'll be our speaking through, I guess, if, if that's the right thing to say here. Same characters from universe one, by the way. In universe two... Only one of them is an immortal, but still has to make that other person fall in love with them. So what you're listening to is story talking with Laksh. I should have started with that, shouldn't I? I just thought that line was a little bit more, you know, eerie as, as a starting point. But this is story talking with Laksh, uh, my podcast, I am Laksh, where... I talk to you about stories, I talk to you about how I make them up, I talk to you about how stories work, and I also talk to different kinds of storytellers about why they do what they do. As you can see from the description and title of this episode, this one is a continuation of a previous thing that that I had been working on called Dual Stories, and this is Dual Stories 3, I guess I'm going to call it Love is a virus, or love is a cancer, although the second one seems a bit too clickbaity, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you sincerely mean it, and if it's literally part of a dialogue that you're writing for a story, is it still clickbaity? I mean, two and a half, no, wait. Almost three years ago, I wrote a story called I Want a Divorce. That was a little clickbaity. But it was true because it was the first sentence of that story. And uh, I think a year after that I wrote... Wait, I Want a Divorce was 2015. 2016 was I Don't Want to Sleep With You. That was the line of another first story. Another story, first line. I'm mentioning this because this week, as part of my weekly guide series, I wrote about how to start a story, how and when to start a story. 
And that's something that came out of not knowing how to start these two stories in this dual stories concept. What is the moment where you meet the characters? Because one of the things that happens with uh, creating a believable universe, and in this case too, a lot of planning, if not actual work, needs to go into how these worlds existed before you, the audience member, walked in. Because they have to be living and breathing before you walk in. It's like, I want you to feel like you just walked into a movie, you know, 10 minutes in. You are aware that the movie has been going on for 10 minutes. I want you to feel like that, even though I won't make you feel like, oh, I missed the first 10 minutes of this movie. I won't do that, but I do want you to feel that this is a living, breathing world and we are just experiencing it for a few minutes. And when you leave, the world doesn't end. The story keeps going. It's just that you are no longer experiencing it. In a way, this is something that, you know, uh, is coming up as I'm trying to work on this story. In a way, this is what, that's what it feels like. It's, it's like to get to know other people. And these two stories both happen over the course of a night. And they're technically could be considered to be dates in both universes. Same characters talking to each other. Universe one, both of them are aware that they're both immortal and have different agendas. Uh, universe two, only one person is immortal and I have yet to figure out how that information would be communicated. I'll get back to that in a minute. But that idea of when you meet someone, a stranger, and you don't, you know, someone you don't know, and you just bump into them for a few minutes during the day, whether, whether it's someone you meet because they're, they're driving your cab, or whether it's someone you meet uh, just trying to, I don't do this myself, but I noticed that it happens to a lot of people. People borrow uh, lighters and stuff from people outside bars. And then they end up having this smoking session outside bars. And I always found I, I always found that to be intriguing that people who don't know each other are able to just walk into each other's lives and be like, oh, you're a smoker, I'm a smoker, let's talk while we smoke this cigarette that we like. But, you know, side, that's, that, that was not a necessary side note. But coming back to that idea of when you meet another human being, they've had a full life before you meet them. And you know that because you see a grown human being, right? You, you, don't, you don't end up seeing them as someone who's never had a life before they met you. You don't see them as a baby, so why does it sometimes feel like when we when we watch a movie or a TV show or 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 read a story that these people didn't exist before the story started? To me personally, I feel disconnected to any story where I can't tell if the characters are real or not. And that's why 
I put this pressure on myself to be able to create characters that you know have had a full life. And hopefully they will continue to have one even after you stop writing them. The purpose of this third episode of Dual Stories is to just give you an update on uh, what I have been up to in terms of writing it and what kind of things I want to figure out, write, work through um, at this stage of the stories. Now, the reason that I started this episode with that sentence about how love is a virus is because it's something that came to me about... I was trying to figure out how do I communicate to a reader that these are the rules of the universe without because see this is why this is the challenge that I love about writing two people talking to each other you can't at least for me maybe that's just the way I think as 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 a consumer of stories I do not like exposition where two characters are talking to each other and saying things that both of them already know because you can just feel like this is the writer or storyteller having to dumb down what's going on by having these two people repeat something that they're both aware of. So when I was thinking about this, how do I communicate to the reader that these are the rules of the universe? Uh, and, you know, I don't see a huge... I don't want to make it a big deal. This is something that I've noticed... A lot of people who read sci-fi on Launch Aura sometimes do. They worried so much about explaining how the universe works that the first, like, five minutes of the story are just that. And mostly because they're writing short stories where there isn't a lot of dialogue. It's more descriptive. Where you can take the liberty of explaining things. But as as I mentioned, I only want to communicate what what makes sense for two people who know exactly what world they live in to communicate with each other. So I was thinking about that and something came to me. There's only a limit to what they must know about how the world works. Just like how we know that we are mortal, we don't know how. I mean, we know how we would die. There are many different ways for us to die. But it's not like we are definitely sure of how and who made us. I mean, technically, we made us over billions and billions of years. So I do want my characters in this story to have a similar life experience. The only difference between them and us is that they are aware that after the age of 25, they stop dying until they are able to get someone to fall in love with them and vice versa. And as long as that love keeps going, they keep aging. Ooh, that's that's important, right? I was actually going to get to that later. How do you really find out if someone is uh, going to break up with you? You start going back in age you start getting younger and wouldn't that be a messed up scene right 
imagine that you go to sleep and say goodnight to your husband or your wife. And the next morning you wake up and both of you are 25 again. This is the... Wow, maybe that's how it works, right? That'd be really twisted. Because I was thinking of how would that really work? How would you not know? Uh, how would you find out that this love story is over? Wow. As soon as one person fully decides they don't love you anymore, you go back to being 25. Both of you. That's messed up. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> I think I'll keep that one. Okay. So yeah, that's... Well, I, I should take notes. This is something that I... I <laughs> usually when I write a story, I take a lot of notes. I write down every thought, every single piece of line and all that. But I realized that most of the good ideas I've had for this story... I mean, all of the good as I've have had for this story have happened during these podcasts. And these are my only notes. So I'm going to have to start doing that. So, okay. So one decision made. How does their life in U1 go back to not being uh, loved by someone? They, they immediately go back to being 25. But that person would have to be very sure. That also makes me think, can you ever fall in love again with the same person? That's a good point, right? What if you could? I mean, what if people are like, I want to break up with you, and then the next day you're back to 25 again, and then in a year you realize that you made a mistake. Can you go back? I, I, I think not. I mean, if I'm the one, if I'm the god of this universe, I don't want that. Because then the stakes are quite low, aren't they? Yeah, if you break up, you break up. You can't get back together. Let's do that. Okay. So I guess the second decision was just made. Where was I? Oh, yes. I was trying to figure out how would these people... Uh, how would I, through these people, communicate to the reader that this is how you one works? And I figured that out. I would have them discuss how they feel about the world they live in. And by that I mean that they're going to discuss their condition and how and why they think the other person with the other they're going to have a conversation about that, how they think that the whole idea of you need to fall in love to die, like what do they think of that? And in a way, the idea would be that is either person, you know, in it for the death or in it for the love? Yeah. Another thing I wanted to share on this episode was this idea of even if you've set the rules of the universe and you know what that's going to be about, you know the structure that it's going to be one night in each, each universe... What is the conflict? What is so special about this, this journey that I want you, the reader, to take? What is it about these people, these two people in each universe, 
that makes this story get you know interesting and into for something in interesting to happen for something important to happen because we are talking about immortality in you one and how these people react to their surroundings is going to be a little you know eh because how can you surprise someone who's been living forever so that's one thing that i worry about uh how do i keep my characters interesting and interested in each other so that's one thing that i'm i'm trying to work on right now there's another aspect that i realized that i should probably figure out uh as i as i come up with the story and it's that because they are real people who've existed through time a long long time possibly i do i don't want them to be sanitized i want their lives to be full of everything goodness darkness i mean uh different aspects of exploring their sexual uh, sexual sexuality sexuality i'm guessing they would have done some drugs or something at some point which reminds me this is a very ridiculous question that uh popped up in my head about these stories and again mostly focused on you one i'm i'm i'll get back to this aspect that i need to figure out between u1 versus u2 and why so much time is being spent so spent on u1 but i was just thinking that is there any way for them to if there's no way for them to die without being the whole love thing then do they need to eat do they need to drink do they need to do anything because in a way i guess their body would just rejuvenate right so they probably still eat just for the taste of eating they probably do drugs and alcohol for the fleeting moment of feeling like they could die and that they're in a way killing themselves so i guess that could be some of the dark uh realities that i could explore and that could even work with you too because one character there is immortal so he or she must have done all that he or she could do to be able to feel death so coming back to something i quickly mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago i i remembered that i mentioned this in dual stories too as well why am i not worried about you too as much because as you've seen through all three now this is the third episode i keep talking about the rules of you one and you know and that's understandable you one does have more rules you two is actually quite at least from one pers- one character half of the story is quite normal because that person is going to be just like us but you know i do feel like now i'm more worried about you two and how i haven't paid much attention to it which kind of got me thinking about how would i communicate because you know given the amount of time i've spent on you one already 
to me it is obvious that i'm more interested in that one but a part of me also feels like you too is a bit uh you one might be more interesting because i feel like i i, I want to enjoy writing it but you two actually seems a bit more sad to me because it's the story of one person trying to convince another person to love them because that's the only way that person can can die so yeah i mean just think just saying that out loud just made me a little sad so here's a thing that i was thinking about i don't <laughs> maybe if i listen to back to the first episode but i don't remember why exactly i only made one person immortal in that story i mean of course to avoid conflict with the first story yes but i was thinking that in you too the basic idea is that the other person who is the mortal has no idea about the first you know other person's immortality how would that get communicated during that story and this might be this might or might not happen but i think i think the best way to make you two make sense as a reading experience is to not communicate to the reader that one of these people is immortal until at least halfway through the story because i think that as far as the reading experience is concerned in you one i want you to feel like you're a third person sitting on that table with those two people but in you two i want you to be the mortal character because that's i mean first of all that's because you are mortal as well and so am i and i really feel like i am am so far i've imagined that the guy is the immortal one and the girl is the mortal one i have no specific reason for that that's why I've, i haven't really committed to it yet because i haven't written the story yet but i do feel that for me there's a there's a visual in my head which is uh quite fun to have especially when you're writing a story just in words but i have this visual in my head that these that in you too there's going to be a moment and i would in order for that moment to happen i will tell you now that i'm thinking you you too is actually the last date for that couple and you one it's going to be the first date you two is going to be the last date and the reason why you two is the last date is because that's when i'm not okay i should clarify it's not the last last date in that they're never going to see each other again it might feel like that but it's the last date because it's the date where she the mortal person is going to say i love you to the immortal person and remember that's all he wants 
he wants well he needs someone to love them, love him so that he can be human and and enjoy a life that ends so that's the visual that came to my head about you too that at least perhaps halfway through the story maybe a little more she's going to say i love you to him and he is going to i don't know be relieved or be surprised or start crying i don't know yet and then he's going to tell her that he is immortal and that's how the reader will also find that out and that's how by sitting in her shoes basically you're going to hear how ridiculous what he is saying sound and then she's going to think he's crazy and all of that's going to happen so i think that'll be fun to write as well so i i i don't know if you've noticed this but i think i'm very close to making another decision and i and i hope you agree I think both stories are one story in that I'm not going to write them separately. Here let me explain. So there's a story that I have called This Mantle with Care. It's on my, my Lonchora profile. It's the story of this one couple and you alternate between them in the present and them 25 years ago having two different conversations but sitting in the same place and i've been thinking a lot about that story recently because okay this is a little bit of a spoiler alert but also a little bit of you know behind the scenes to share with you i am currently very close to redoing that story from an indian perspective and i can't say why exactly right now but i will very soon hopefully in one of the upcoming episodes i will share why but i've 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 uh, started to think about perhaps figuring out a way to turn that story into an indian story and i can't tell you why right now i mean i can i don't i don't want to because it'll be more fun to you know share that information when it's more solid so anyway i remembered how much as a reading experience i enjoyed that story because there was no it was a lot of quick back and forth and i could skip moments that i didn't want to explore really and get to the interesting moments and i what i basically did in that story was i alternated between the two conversations taking place 25 years apart so you'll read a few minutes of one conversation then i'll hop back to 20, 25 years ago and you'll hear that and the fun part was that they were kind of related in in some aspect now i obviously don't want to repeat myself so hopefully this doesn't count as repeating if both characters are the same but in different universes but that's that's what i've i think would be the best way to share the story with you to write it as one story and I will say universe 1 I guess and universe 2 and I will keep switching between them and that way I'll be able to give equal 
uh, weightage to to both stories in my head, and you know, in terms of the story as well. So yeah, I I I think that feels like the right call right now. Uh, unless in episode four of this series, I tell you that I've made a huge mistake and I'm gonna go. I wanna I wanna figure something else out. But yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write two universes together uh, as part of and publish it as part of one story. So yeah, there's that. Hope you like that. <laughs> um, two couple, two things that uh, I wanted to share more. Um, just to let you know, I kind of had to make a couple notes for this because I didn't want you to feel like. I didn't share some aspect of this, of the writing process of this, because so much does go in just the thinking and the planning portion that has nothing to do with the writing part. And as you can tell, I haven't really progressed so much in the writing part, but that's okay. I've, I'm learning to not be too hard on myself about taking my time with this. But I do want to share a couple of questions that I'm dealing with right now in terms of how the story is going to work. A part of me was wondering if that idea of, again, this is you one, is that because you become immortal after 25, does that mean before you're 25 you are mortal? Because if I do that, to be honest... I think I would have to worry about characters killing themselves. Not my two characters, because that's not the story that you're going to hear right now. Not because they're both alive in the story I'm telling you. But it just, the thought just came to me, and I didn't want to completely ignore it, because I think there's something to explore there, if if that is the case, of someone with a very... Um, Someone who doesn't see the point of immortality and a huge, how huge something like that would be. Because initially, for me, the that arbitrary number of age of 25, that was to fix people in a moment in time where they think they're at their best. And also, apparently, that's when the human brain stops developing. So I figured that we'll stop there. Unless I'm wrong and, you know, you're a scientist and you can tell me if I'm wrong. That's okay. Uh, you can't tell me right now because, you know, this isn't, a, this isn't a phone conversation. But you can tell me later. So that was the reason why I wanted the year to be 25. That Okay, after that, you stop aging. But then this thought of, if I allow that, it really makes the world so much darker, doesn't it? Because I would imagine that not everyone would be too pleased with the idea of forced immortality. Which... As you can tell, I'm I'm still not sure about this decision. The other thing that I wanted to tell you is that I think 
I think in this universe, again, you won. You can't have children until you become immortal. Yeah. So I would imagine, <clears throat> I would imagine that not many people end up having children either. I guess, or it could be the other way around, right? I mean, oh wow, I, I've, I haven't thought about this. I think I actually mentioned this in dual stories too, but this thought just came to me right now. Would, could you die if you had a child? No, right? That's too much. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's not complicate. See, this is another thing that I don't recommend. If you're using science fiction like this, like I did in You Only Die Once, to be used as a as a metaphor for something or be used as a catalyst to have an interesting conversation with yourself, which is the only reason I, I find myself ever writing, don't put too many... Don't get lost in the sci-fi of it all. Don't get lost with the rules, which is why I want all the rules to be very simple and everything to be just about one thing. After the age of 25, in order for you to become mortal and die a health and, and, you know, up to a certain age, into old age, you need to make someone love you. That's it. Uh, anything else I think would overcomplicate it. That being said, I do think that because you can't die, uh, this, I guess, we're creating you want to be a world without murder. Right? Yeah, you can die. So that would be that. As far as the children thing goes, the reason that I said that you can only have children after you're immortal, I think it would be better if the rule was you can't have children until you are in love. And then obviously if you end up breaking up, that's when... Your parents, oh, imagine that you're you're born, your parents are you know they look twenty five but they're in their thirties or forties, and then when you're twenty five they break up and then they look the same age as you. That'd be weird, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get too much into this, so everything that you've heard me, I guess over the course of these three episodes. Everything you've heard me talk about, you'll notice when you read the story. And I promise you, I will write it. I will finish it. Every little thing that I spend like 10 minutes talking to you about, there's a strong possibility that that piece of information will only be shared for one sentence in the story. And there's also a possibility that it doesn't get mentioned at all. I want to end this episode on one thought. Uh, a couple days ago, I was listening to an interview Joe Rogan did on his podcast with the physicist uh, Brian Cox, who I knew of him uh, from before because he did a special for Doctor Who and that I, a few years ago when Doctor Who had its 50th anniversary. He did a special on the science of Doctor Who, which was really interesting. 
He talked about time travel, and it really, was really impressive. So after that, I looked him up, and I you know, saw a bunch of interviews. And he's a brilliant guy. And he was talking about this very interesting theory that exists in amongst um, astrophysicists and uh, the science community that may be becoming a little bit more popular. There was this theory that even though the Big Bang is pretty much you know, fact that the universe was born 13.7 billion, 13.8 billion years ago out of the Big Bang. He mentioned that there is another, there's a theory that even though the Big Bang happened, that was just an exciting moment in the Big Bang and in the universe, but that wasn't the birth of the universe. Because the theory says, that the universe was never born. It just always was. Which means that technically, I mean, and that means that the universe is immortal. And he mentioned this interesting thing. He said that that might be more scary to people if that were to be true, that the universe just always has been. It would, in a way, make people even more uh i guess existential because if the universe always was and always will be we would be even more insignificant and i think these characters even in u2 the immortal one and maybe the mortal one I think they're going to be facing a lot of pain through something like that. That their existence is meaningless. Truly, because imagine if you're immortal and you have no passion. You want to do nothing. You don't want to create anything. You don't want to do something significant because what's the point? The universe literally doesn't care about you. I think there's going to be some of that in this story. Just saying. Um, as you can see, these this dual stories series is becoming more about the construction of the universes within a story and the thought process behind decisions rather than the writing process because I can't, I don't think me just sharing with you what I'm writing and how I'm writing it is going to be that interesting because it's just going to be a lot of, it could be like a 20-hour podcast with just me typing for most of it and not typing for the other portion of it. But I do want to, this, okay, I guess this is the final thought I want to stop this on today. <clears throat> I think that this is something that, in a way, it used to scare me, but now I've come to realize it and, and like I've come to fully realize it and, and be okay with it. There comes this stage during the thinking process where you are 
doing so well. You are so happy with all the brilliant ideas you're coming up with. And this isn't just with writing. This is with creating anything, a company, and a, a product, a service, whatever innovate, whatever your brain is trying to create that doesn't exist. There comes a moment where you are at peak creativity and satisfaction. And you feel like, oh, I am so happy right now. I'm so good at this. This is amazing. You feel invulnerable. You feel metaphorically you feel like you feel immortal but then through that peak comes the trickling realization that when you actually sit down to make that thing you may not be able to get this whole thing captured the right way and that the words you write during the process of writing will somehow always feel lesser than what you wanted to write before you started. And I wanted to tell you that everything I've ever written, that has happened to me. And it might happen to you too. But there's another thing I can share with you from my experience. It will keep happening to you because it's good for you. Because when you finish that story, until you finish that story, you're going to keep telling yourself that this isn't perfect. I can do better. I can do more. I can, I'm missing that one thing. And when that one thing happens to you, Sometimes you may not even know that it's already happened to you. But when that realization comes that, oh, this is that final word. This is the ending I'm going to finish the story on. That's when you start to feel a little better. Still probably not as good as what you had hoped. But can anything ever be as good as what it could have been? So that's the thought that I wanted to leave this on today. I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. This was, I believe, episode... Oh, wow. I don't think I mentioned this in the beginning. I think this is episode 75. Wow, yay. Uh, yay, yay me, yay you, yay all of us, yay Lonchora, yay story talking with Lux. 75 episodes of me talking, many of them talking to other people, but I, I, I gotta be honest, uh, I guess season two, this is episode seven or something. Yeah, I think seven, but I'm, I'm really, I can't tell you how much I am enjoying this, this new season, this, this new year. And I just wanted to say thank you to you. If, even, if, if this was your first episode, I'm sorry it was <laughs> the third in a series. But thank you for listening. If this is, was your third episode, this was your fifth, your tenth, your twentieth, your, your, your hundredth 
minus 25. Or maybe you're listening to this backwards and you already are have seen episode 100 and you're from the future. I just want to say thank you. I hope that we get to keep doing this for as long as you'll have me and as long as I have something interesting left to say. This was episode 75 of Story Talking with Laksh. I'll see you next week.